We talk about whether or not Baker Mayfield can save Matt Rule's job at the Carolina Panthers, the new Raiders president, and the Sunday ticket, the NFL Sunday ticket package, is leaving DirecTV, according to Roger Goodell. All that talked about right here on the Lockdown NFL Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, with my co-host, your boy Q. Let's get into it. You are Locked On NFL, your daily NFL podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome to the Locked On NFL podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, my friend and co-host, your boy Q. We're bringing you the Friday edition right here on the Lockdown NFL Podcast. That's you can find at Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, and YouTube. If you're watching this video, YouTube, hit the like button on this video if you enjoyed it. Subscribe to the Lockdown NFL channel to get all of the content that we bring you from our network, including the, the Matt Williamson, uh, the Peacock Williamson show uh, that we that we do all the time. Q, how you doing? Man, blessed. It's good to be with you on this Friday, man. Uh, we're getting closer and closer to the start of training camp, and uh, the storylines continue in the NFL. They are a machine all offseason long. There's always something to talk about. So, yeah, man, blessed to be here again. Now, we, we this channel's already talked about with the Thursday episode of the podcast about just the general story of Baker Mayfield going to the Carolina Panthers. I called that, uh, by the way. Just want to say. You, you did. You did. It you was did. the worst kept and secret like, in the NFL. <laughs> the, the worst kept secret. Yeah. I, I mean, and, and it makes sense. Sam Darnold stinks. Right. Uh, they needed a quarterback. Um, and, and, you know, and the Browns needed to get rid of this guy. I wasn't, I was, I was just wondering if the Browns traded Baker Mayfield, what kind of compensation would they give or would they have to give up compensation? Right. Because if you remember the Brock Osweiler trade, they got a first round pick yeah. for getting a Brock Osweiler because it was known that he wanted to get out of Denver. I just, I wasn't sure if the Panthers would try to house the Browns completely and say, no, 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 no. You give us draft picks right. for taking him because, but what it was was that he took less money. Uh, you know, he 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 chopped off three and a half million of his salary. The Browns are eating part of it. The Panthers only take on so much of his of his deal. Now, all that's been talked about. But I'll I'll but, tell you this. I will say real quick: the draft capital that sure. the Panthers had to give to Cleveland was hardly anything. I mean, a twenty twenty conditional fifth conditional pick. Yeah, exactly. And that's in twenty twenty four, not in twenty twenty three. I mean, think about that. Right. So that's not even this upcoming draft. It's the next one. So yeah, they still got away with basically getting them getting them for nothing. Oh, they, they absolutely did. But the question now is, we all know your boy, Matt Rule, you're a big Matt Rule guy. I am. Yep. Um, he hasn't had a great start to his time in Carolina. There are some that think that this is the make or break year, that he's he's one of the coaches on the hottest of seats in the NFL. Can Baker Mayfield save his career with the Carolina Panthers and take this franchise back to being a competitive bunch? Because just what six years ago five years ago they were in the they were in the super bowl right you know cam newton was yeah. was was battling with 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 the with von miller and the broncos defense and yep. this was a franchise that was looking i was heading the right direction and since cam newton you know got injured and got older they've just fallen off a cliff right i mean they went from the penthouse to the outhouse quick fast and in a hurry you know and, and that's unfortunate for the panthers and their fan base but as far as matt rule goes i mean this is what this is about this is what this move is about this is the last lifeline you know i mean it's like it's like phone a friend right that's all that he's doing right. he's basically hey man we need a team together and we need to make this happen because i've been uh, a five win coach the last two seasons and look i like you said i'm a matt rule guy i make no bones about it i'll tell anyone who will listen i'm a matt rule guy thought he was a phenomenal coach in college 
But that's in college, right? This is the NFL. The NFL is a different ball game. So, uh, and he knew that when he took the job there at Carolina. And when he was there at Baylor, he used to tell us all the time that he's going to the NFL. He knew he wanted to be an NFL coach. Well, it's one thing to get there. It's another thing to stay there. He has to prove that this team, and I don't know exactly how many wins that's going to take, Chris, because they've gotten five the last two seasons, right? So that's not very good. But my history of Matt Rule, what I know about him, if you go back and look at his, his history of coaching, he always does really well in year three, right? He did it at Baylor. Year one, he was their team was terrible. They were a, a one-win team. Year three, he was in the Sugar Bowl, right? Again, this is not college. So, I mean, it's, it's a different animal. But with that being said, Baker Mayfield is going to have to be that lifeline. That's why they made the move. He did not want to rest his uh, career, potentially, his head coaching job on, this, on the arm of uh, Sam Darnold. And he shouldn't. And look, since he's been there at Carolina, look at the quarterback position. Cam Newton was there. Teddy Bridgewater was there. Cam yep. Newton was yep. there again. Sam Darnold's yep. there. Now Baker Mayfield. I mean, look, he's only been there a couple of years, and he's gone through five quarterbacks, right? Yeah. I mean, so he, that's obviously the biggest issue. Baker Mayfield, what Matt Rule's banking on, is that he's going to go in there with a chip on his shoulder like he did when he was a walk-on at Texas Tech and a walk-on at Oklahoma and, and prove that he could be the guy. And he's hoping that they could ride that chip on the shoulder that I've been counted out, I'm going to show you who I am type attitude. The, the reason that Baker Mayfield became the number one overall pick is because of that attitude. Now, when he got to the league, he might have got a little comfortable, right? But uh, now that his back's against the wall, Matt Rule's banking on that to be the deciding factor, what's going to help him get over the top. And the one thing that they're going to need to make this successful with, with Baker Mayfield at the quarterback position, they're going to need Christian McCaffrey to be healthy. Because when Baker Mayfield's good, as you know, a guy that covers the Pittsburgh Steelers for Locked On Steelers mm -hmm. does a fantastic mm -hmm. job. When the Browns were good and they won their only playoff game with Baker Mayfield, they had a really good run game. 400-something carries mm -hmm. uh, between the two backs that they had, and that was the strength of their offense. It's not just enough to have a good run game. They have to have one of the best, if not yeah. the best, run games right. in, in, in the NFL. And, and Q, you're, you're, you're exactly right. That was a huge part of what made them. And this is why I'm wondering if it will even happen. Because it's obviously it needs to happen. If, if Because Sam Darnold, like if you compare these players, I know there's some people out there that are still wondering, well, will he take the starting job from Sam Darnold? If you they were drafted in the same year, the same exact NFL draft, just a few picks away from each other. Since they've been in the NFL, Baker Mayfield has thrown 92 touchdowns to Sam Donald's 54. He's thrown 56 interceptions to Sam Donald's 52. He's uh and he's been he's had a 29 and 30 record to Sam Donald's 17 and 32. And I, listen, I get that that wins aren't a uh, quote unquote aren't a QB stat, but both were drafted by sad organizations like the Cleveland Browns right. and New York Jets. And I will say that uh, Baker Mayfield had a better situation around him. But to me, it's clear that Baker Mayfield has at least given you the moxie to say, hey, right. he, he, he should be the starter over Sam Donald. If Sam Donald flips the switch, if, if he somehow becomes this much better quarterback overnight, great. Uh, awesome. Good job. <laughs> Man. But I, I'm not counting. <laughs> right, right, right. I'm saying like there have to be some serious changes yes. for, for, for that for that to happen. Um, you know, but, but again, for Baker Mayfield to do this, I do wonder how much the Carolinas will have, the Carolina Panthers will have to put, because it's not just Christian McCaffrey either. Right. They're going to need serious receiving threats. They're going to need an offensive line to protect Baker Mayfield. Remember, he's a shorter guy. Right. And the O-line is a problem. The O-line has been a struggle in Carolina as well. And, and the, the Cleveland Browns assembled one of the better offensive lines yep. of the last couple of years to protect Baker Mayfield and 
to get that running game going. Right. I want to talk to you about what the Carolina Panthers have on that end to support Baker Mayfield and whether or not it is enough. So we'll talk about that in just a minute here on the, on the Locked On NFL podcast, the Friday edition with Chris Carter and your boy Q. But first, we got to talk to you guys about one of our great sponsors called Dave. Dave is a banking app, and it's here to help you sort out your financial problems. If you're living paycheck to paycheck or struggling to make ends meet, it can be really stressful when unexpected expenses come up. But now, Dave can help you get out of a pinch when you really need it. Dave is the banking app that can help that can help you get up to $500 instantly with something that they call extra cash. That's more money to fill your tank, buy a wedding gift, or catch up on bills. You can finally tackle those expenses that have been stressing you out without any hangups. There's no interest and no credit check needed. Millions of people have already downloaded the Dave app to get the financial relief they need with extra cash. So if you're in a pinch and you need some extra help, download Dave and think of it as a helping hand from future you. Download the, the, the Dave app and the app from the App Store right now. That's D-A-V-E, Dave. You can sign up for extra cash account and get up to $500 instantly for terms and conditions Go to Dave.com slash legal. Again, that's Dave.com slash legal. Instant transfer fees apply. Banking provided by Evolve. Member FDIC. On NFL podcast, I'm Chris Carter. He's your boy Q. It's the Friday edition. We're talking about Baker Mayfield with the Carolina Panthers and how much different this could be. Now, again, Q, a lot of what won games with Baker when Baker Mayfield was the Brown wasn't that he was firing off the best passes right. all the time. Right. It was that he had that strong run game, that strong offensive line, the one-two punch of Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, uh, Jarvis Landry, Odo Beckham Jr., even though he didn't connect with them. They had a defense with Miles Garrett, Denzel Ward. You get my point. Right. Like the, the, they put a lot into that roster. They had a hell of a team around him, for sure. Right. They, 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 they had a lot of talent. Um, the question, though, is, is he in a better situation now with the Carolina Panthers? Because someone point out, hey, DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, and he's mm. got Rashad Higgins back, right. Christian McCaffrey. Um, there are weapons on this team, but I, I saw a really interesting discussion on ESPN between Harry Douglas, former NFL wide receiver and former quarterback, Dan Orlovsky, and they were going back and forth, and Orlovsky was saying, oh, it's much better in Carolina. But I'm like, no, wait a second. Right. In, in, in Cleveland, he had Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham Jr., and yes, he never connected with Odell. There was obviously a problem there. Right. But I said all season long. You did. That, did. that that was a Baker problem, yep. not an Odell problem. I said Odell. Then, I said it was a ba- uh, uh, Odell Beckham Jr. Fault, uh, problem. My bad. And, and, and we saw he went to the Rams, waxed that booty, and got them to the Super Bowl, was about to w- just blow out the Bengals in the Super Bowl before he tore his ACL. But everyone saw, okay, we were wrong. He, he was the dude. So obviously right. that was a Baker problem. Right. Is having these receivers going to make Baker better? Or is it maybe more so he has he had the time to say, hey, I need to be better right. so that those guys can be better? I think what's going to make him better is that he's been humbled, you know, because that I think has, has been the biggest issue. Well, I think so. I mean, you know, you would assume so. I hope so. I mean, look, I hope so. if I'm a starting quarterback, if I'm the former number one overall pick, I'm the only guy that's taking you to the playoffs and actually won a playoff game since Vinny Testaverde, you know, I might have had a big head at some point, and then all of a sudden I get 
shown out of town and I get ran out of town and they bring in a guy that uh, has 24 sexual assault cases, civil suits, assaults against them, and then say that they need another adult in the room or want an adult in the room, I feel like I'm a little bit humbled, right? I, I kind of like, whoa, hold on, man. They think that lowly of me that they got to bring this dude in? Like, that would be humbling for me. Now, I'm not Baker Mayfield. I'm just me. So... I, maybe he's not humbled, but I, I would assume that he is. And I would assume, again, that he's got that, that hey, me-against-the-world type mentality where I have to go out there and prove who I am all over again instead of being the established quarterback that I thought I was. So I think that that's going to help him more than anything if, in fact, he has done that. Maybe he has. Maybe he has. And it, I, I don't know. The, the tone that I heard from Baker Mayfield when he was Baker Reagan Mayfield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was all bad. Been, that was all bad. But he I, did talk uh, not too long ago he, following a, a camp in Oklahoma, and the, he was even asked about possibly going back to Cleveland. He said, I think that we have already agreed to uh, mutually part ways, but – if not, they'd have to call me and we'd have to work something out. Like, he sounded the part, but it's easy to fake it till you make it, you know? So who knows? Maybe he's faking it, or maybe someone got in his ear and said, hey, dude, hey, man, tone it on down a little bit. Let's sound like you're mature so you can actually give yourself an opportunity. Because, look, Chris, this might be his last chance. If he fails in Carolina, be. he might end up being Marcus Mariota. He might end up being a backup quarterback for the rest of his career. You just never know. You, you never know. And and I, I, I think – that becoming what the second first overall pick quarterback in NFL history to not finish his rookie contract, joining Jamarcus Russell uh, with the team that drafted him. I, I, I would think that that would humble you. That would catch you in, in, in a bit there, but Baker Mayfield, as you said, to start off the show, what made him was his brazenness. I'm, I don't care what anybody thinks right. about me. I'm going to go out there and prove to you that I'm the best out here. And that's absolutely the swagger that that made him the first the first overall pick, you know, when you, and his time at Oklahoma planting right. the flag on Ohio State and yeah. all the things like that. If Carolina's like, getting that guy that planted the flag at Ohio State, they're getting a really good quarterback. If they're getting exactly. a guy that's doing all these commercials and this, that, and the other, and it, then they may be in trouble, right? But if they're yeah, getting that I, that I, flag yeah. planter, then they got themselves they got themselves something. They, I think they do. But and again, me saying that. I think he had a better situation with the Browns talent-wise. Right, for sure. I agree. It's, 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 not a, it's not a slight on the Panthers. Right. I think DJ Moore is a very fine number one receiver. I think that Robbie Anderson is a very good number two receiver. Rashad Higgins has a connection with Baker Mayfield. I think Christian McCaffrey is a very dangerous athlete when he's healthy. Yep. There is a lot of potential there. Mm -hmm. I think the offensive line needs work. Of course. Um, and the and, defense does and, too. Because even with that, that really good offensive line that the Browns had – Baker Mayfield got sacked nine times the last time he stepped set foot on a football field. And that was at Heinz field when the Steelers whooped on him and sent him out, sent him out the door in Cleveland. And you don't want, if you're the Carolina Panthers, you better have a plan because Baker Mayfield is a player who, because of his height, a lot like Russell Wilson being a shorter quarterback, right. you've got to make sure there's openings for these guys to not get these balls, you know, slapped down at the line of scrimmage. That's going to be something that they're going to have to work around finding that finding a way to, to make sure that that's to negate that as an issue to maximize the talent that's going to be a very interesting place for baker mayfield and before we move on to the other news of the weekend q i, I wanted to, we've talked a lot about the carolina panthers where are the cleveland browns right now because man <laughs> the first overall pick right that by the way when they picked them first overall they passed up on lamar jackson and josh allen right that already was it was, was a miss not only did you miss miss with that, but then you miss on keeping the guy who was embodying you. A lot of people made him the face of the Browns. Even right. Miles Garrett and all these other players were superstars for them. 
he was becoming the face of your your franchise. You've and let, let's be clear, he wasn't necessarily chased at the thing. He forced his way out after they talked about after they simply talked to Deshaun Watson. There was not an agreement there. He went to Atlanta, and then Baker released that tweet, and then all of a sudden the Browns were like, "Hey, Deshaun, remember, uh, come back. We'll give you all the monies." Right. And now, now if you're the Cleveland Browns, you don't know if Deshaun Watson's going to play this year. You're hopeful that he does, um, but even if he does, there's going to be a dark cloud of all those accusations that were made against him, where they are, and things like that. Yep. There's going to there's going to be a lot to follow them. Where is this franchise right now after not getting but getting a conditional fifth round pick? For Baker Mayfield, I think that they're looking at saying we, uh, we we're going to be a really good team in 2023, right? Because I think right now, if you're Cleveland, you have to feel like there's a great chance that Deshaun's not going to play at all this year. Now, who knows? Maybe he does, and I guess that's a that's a bonus. But if I'm if I'm Cleveland right now, I'm banking on he's not going to play this year. And anything I get from him this year is like, hey, that's great, you know, because that was unexpected. Because I mean, realistically, Jacoby Brissett, Josh Dobbs, those are your options right now. Like that's you know that's not really the direction that you want to go. It's not. And who else? That they have they have someone else there that's not worth the salt either so i mean it's like there's a there's a few guys there to choose from but nothing is going to get you excited and they have a team of talent as you mentioned before so i just think that uh right now they're they're waiting to see exactly what the suspension is going to be or the punishment is going to be for deshaun watson and again i'm assuming that they believe that he's going to get the whole year uh and if it, if it's anything less than that it's gravy but uh, i think if you're cleveland you're you're looking at 2023 and saying okay that's going to be the season that we have an opportunity to really shine Man, and it's it's going to be another year where guys like Nick Chubb, like Miles Garrett, are going to uh, you know if, if this comes to pass, we got right. don't know if Deshaun right, Watson is going to play. We yeah. got to hear how that comes down. The NFL has surprised us many a time right. with how their decisions go down. But if it comes to pass, it's another year of a prime of several really good, talented players. Right, and none of them like that. None the of them like that idea. I guarantee nope. you that because players don't want to plan for next year. Fans don't want to plan for next year. Well, hey, mm-hmm. we're going to suck this year, but we'll be good next year. Nobody wants to hear that, locker room guys or fans. So that's a terrible approach. But honestly, if you don't have your trigger man, what do you have? We all know that the league is based around the quarterback. If you don't have a quarterback, you have nothing. Jacoby Brissett, yes, he started before in the league. I get it. He's serviceable, but that's just it, serviceable. Josh Dobbs, he might be serviceable if he's given a, a really great opportunity, but I don't even know if he's that. So it's like you, you can't bank on any of that. So there's, you have to look at 2023. As a person who is a – I am a fan of Josh Dobbs as a person. <laughs> so I need to know. That's all I need to know. As a, as a quarterback, it, yeah, yeah, there's a lot of work he would need to do to exactly. be able to be a starter in the NFL. Uh, uh, also, for the record, in, uh, in in 60 games, Jacoby Brissett has 36 touchdowns and 17 interceptions. A much, he has a much – whenever he's in the game, you're throwing the ball a lot less. He's efficient. I will say that. He, he, he can – you know, 36 touchdowns is a, is a, is a nice rate uh, to, to have when you're, when, when you're looking at the uh, – at, at that for a backup quarterback. But – there's a reason why he's a backup quarterback. Right. Um, so we'll see how that how that goes with the Cleveland Browns. But big news was made this this week on, in fact, Thursday by the organization that you cover in the Las Vegas Raiders as they named a new team president and the first ever black woman to be a team president. We'll talk about that and the impact of DirecTV reportedly losing 
the Sunday ticket and what you need to start planning for if you're the big football fan who watches all the NFL games. We'll talk about that in just a minute here. But first, we're going to talk to you guys about BetOnline.net, your number one source for all your betting stats and sports information. You can find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's Major League Baseball season that is well underway if you are if you need to get through baseball season. Because I know this is the part of the year for a lot of sports fans. It's tough because baseball, it can be fun. but Baseball's fantastic. You watch, you watch that hate out your mouth, man. Baseball is fantastic. Stop being a hater. I'm not being a hater. You I'm are. just pointing out that at other points of the year, you have baseball and football or football and basketball. Baseball, baseball, baseball. Let's go baseball. <laughs> look look at you. Look at you. But what makes baseball more fun when you can put money down on baseball? Facts. And the best way to learn about how to put money down on, on, on baseball is betonline.net your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting playoffs esports and more head to their website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in the action when you visit betonline where the game starts on NFL podcast. I'm Chris Carter. He's your boy Q and he tries to assassinate me and make me look out as if I hate baseball. I play MLB the show all the time. That's a so video like, game. That's a video I, game. I, and I watch baseball. Like, like, listen, it's not my fault that I live in Pittsburgh and the Pirates have just been an abomination for most of they my life. They got beats. They have seen nothing they, the other day. They got yeah, waxed. They, they got waxed. All the time. <laughs> there's, there's all this hope because they got they got O'Neal Cruz, this six foot seven shortstop who hits the the, the, the the snot out of the ball. And there's games where they play really well. And then whenever they play really well, we all look around at Pittsburgh and we say, "Here comes a fifteen to nothing shutout loss." <laughs> Man, they got waxed the other day. Sixteen to nothing. Two grand slams were hit off them. That was that was a murder in progress. Two eleven. There was a clip. I, I think it was Greg Brown, or one of our great local uh, live live TV guys who covers the Pirates. And there's a point like in the top of the ninth, and the Yankees hit like their eighth home run. They're up fifteen to nothing. He doesn't even say anything. He just says, "This is ridiculous." Like. <laughs> But I still enjoy baseball, despite that. I, I, my point wasn't with that ad wasn't that I hate baseball. It's just that I, I love it when there's three different leagues that I can talk about at the same time and be like, "Ooh, what's this? What's that?" So anyway, before Q tries to assassinate my character, I wanted to though switch give you the floor more to you, Q, because there was a huge news from the Raiders on in your department on Thursday. Sandra Douglas Morgan becomes team president. She's the first black female team president in NFL history, and You've talked a lot about that on the show. I don't want to just go over just that. Right. I wanted to talk to you about something that you told me that 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 you were encountering in the, amongst Raider fans because you run the Raider Nation Radio Network. Um, you uh, you you're, you host the Locked On Raiders podcast. You do a great job with both. Uh, there, there is a con- there is a lot of people who feel like, hey, this is just posturing yeah. from the Las just Vegas Raiders move. after the John Gruden, and this is a PR move. And this right. isn't about they're not getting a president that knows their stuff. They're just getting a black woman just to look good, right? I, I, I'm not gonna. I want. I'll give my thoughts on that in just a second. But I wanted to give you you to give your thoughts as a person who covers this team, is around this team every single day. Yeah, you know, and it's it's unfortunate. And her introductory press conference, it was great. And, you know, and I hate to have to be the guy to ask the question about, you know, how does it feel to, you know, have this his- historical moment? Because at some point, hopefully in life, we don't have to worry about historical moments. Hopefully she's right. not the, you know, she is the first black woman to be a president of a team, but hopefully she's not the last. So hopefully one day it's like, 
yeah, okay, of course. It's common, right? It's something that we don't even think about twice, and so we don't have to ask about historical this or historical that, but today is not that day. So, of course, we still have to ask, even though, and I, I even asked the owner, Mark Davis, I said, I know that wasn't the biggest factor in, in you know, getting this job is about finding the right person, but also the Raiders have always been at the forefront, similar to the Roonies, at you know, doing what they do as far as diversity. And so that's a factor that, that plays into it, and, and that's what he reiterated. Like, hey, it was about getting the best player, and our best person. And, and I agree 100%. It's so funny when I had so many people from Raider Nation and others, too, from other fan bases just saying, yeah, nice PR move. Yeah, just trying to get the attention off the Gruden issues or any of the workplace uh, allegations. In her introductory press conference, she attacked the workplace allegations. She said, hey, look, let's make no mistake about it. There's a lot of bad that's been talked about this organization. I'm not running from it or dusting it under the rug. We are going to clean this up. We are going to thoroughly investigate this and take care of any business that needs to be taken care of and clean this thing up. And the thing about it, Chris, I tell everyone, just go to her resume. But everyone's too lazy to go to her resume. So I like to do it for them because a lot of people don't want to do the research. They just want to go ahead and they just want to fire off stuff and just say this, that, and the other because they know. So I'll tell you. One, she's a Las Vegas native. She has 20 years of experience as a chief regulator, director, attorney, and advisor to gaming companies, integrated resorts and casinos, telecommunication companies. Prior to joining the Raiders, she was with Covington and Berlin LLP. She is the immediate past chairwoman of the Nevada Gaming Control Board and also served as commissioner of the Nevada State Athletic Commission. I'll stop right there, and that's just the first paragraph. You know what I mean? Like, that's her resume is long and lengthy, and she's been in the Las Vegas community for over 40 years, and she's only like 43. So she basically has lived her whole life in the Las Vegas area. And if anyone knows anything about gaming, and you have a very good legal background, so you know about a lot of the legal terms that I'm bringing right now Nevada Gaming Controlling Board, you think that that's a slouch job? You think that that's easy? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this this whole city that I live in is based off of gaming, and there's air conditioning right. in the desert for a reason. You think she hasn't had some drag-out, knockout-type conversations and battles with different entities? And she's right. been the she was the chairwoman of that? How about this? As the chief regulator for Nevada's dominant billion-dollar gaming industry, she led the passage and implementation of cashless wagering regulations, ensured that gaming licensees adopted policies prohibiting discrimination and harassment, and led a team of 400 employees in five cities across the state of Nevada. Morgan was the first person of color and second woman to serve as chair in the state's history. 400 employees! I don't know about you, but I don't have 400 employees underneath me. (laughs) Right? I mean, I feel you. I mean, she's controlling all that. And oh, by the way, she has 400 employees in five different cities. So I, 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 I could stop at the rest of her resume. I don't have to go through the rest of it. But let me tell you, she is more than qualified to do the job of the team president, not football operations. She's on the business side of things. She's in the cleaning everything up type situation, making sure everything's on the up and up. This is a home run hire. Matter of fact, this is like what the Yankees did to the Pirates the other day. This is a multiple grand slam hire. This is a 16-0 whooping Hire. This is fantastic. And again, hopefully one day the hiring of a black woman to do anything or a, a woman in general to do anything is not historic. Hopefully it's just regular everyday operations. Day. Yep, exactly. Right. I, I agree with that entirely. And, and I applaud you for your stance and, be, and being able to run through her resume like that, because I think a lot of people are like, well, what does she know about right. football? First exactly. of all, team presidents aren't 
the coaches, they don't need to know the X's and O's like that. It's it's good for them to know what they want. It's good them good for them to know composition of teams right. and things like that. But um, this is it's not what you it's not what people think when they're talking about uh, about like you know how a person needs to be. And yes, I'm sure she knows a lot about football. Right, and I'm, I'm sure she 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 has that. But a lot of what she's going to be doing is be, be is building the organizational integrity that the that the Raiders need to carry on from their situation because let's face it last year was a saving grace that the Raiders oh, came back in their John Gruden situation to make the playoffs and, and the Henry Rugg situation and the, and the Henry Rugg, uh, <laughs> and the I Damon Arnett situation uh, there <laughs> the was a lot of problems on, this <laughs> like like yeah, you could go through the list of them. Yes. y'all was just dealers just firing yes. off firing off there was a stack of paper that was just like we got it we got problems yes and the Raiders fought through that but I'm sure Mark Davis is sitting there like, listen, we can't live that way. Yep. You know, the, yep. if, if you want to be a great organization, again, not to say the Raiders aren't great now, but if you want to get back into the, hey, we're winning Super Bowls conversation. Right. Hey, we're a contender that you think about every year. You need that integrity. That's that's one of the things that the Steelers have had on their side for so long is that, you know, there may be times where Antonio Brown comes in and like, you know, for a little bit, he messes things up. But you see the Mike Tomlins, the Kevin Colberts, the now Omar Khan at GM. Like these guys kind of set the record straight and say, hey, this is what we're about. Right. And then you see the Steelers in that, that that competitive atmosphere. A lot of that is made from having a strong organization. Th- same thing goes for the Patriots. Same thing goes for the Packers. Same thing goes for the Cowboys some of the times. Right. Uh, but uh, <laughs> And that's both being, sides of it. It's, that's the football side and the business side. And the business side. Yep. And I can tell you, like, I know about people that have switched between people that worked on the training staffs of different right. organizations. And when they go from one team to another, they're like, wait a second, we had all these rules and regulations over here that made everything run like a tight, tightly wound ship. And over here, it's a complete mess. There aren't any rules. They just do whatever they want. And it makes it harder for us to do our jobs. That is something that you need leadership from the top. Doesn't have to be, you know, Bill Bel- Bel- Belichick calling those shots. It needs to be a business minded person. And I really do think that when you're looking at a Sandra Douglas Morgan, and when you're looking at what what she can bring to the table and the resume that you listed, that's a leader who can can take the Raiders in that direction. So, and, and don't let the uh, don't let the pretty smile fool you because she is a bulldog through and through. Okay, and, and she'll let it be known, you know, <laughs> because look, we've been doing our research. Like, hey, you know, trying to get a little bit more details, and everyone we've talked to that has worked with her is like, hey, she's fantastic, she's fantastic. So at her press conference, we said, man, we can't find anyone that has anything bad to say about you. And she said, oh, keep digging, <laughs> keep digging. Like they're <laughs> they're there because I've had some, we've had some battles. She's like, but uh, you know, we're gonna get it done and we're gonna do everything the right way and again she's gonna attack things head on which is what's so important is that they have to attack things head on they've got to get everything cleaned up they they could be a great organization but everything's got to be ran perfect and the one thing mark davis said to me personally that really stood out and he said this on thursday he said that the organization became too corporate which stood out to me because i've always looked at the raiders as an organization that was ran more like a mom and pop shop right so i was like wait a minute he said corporate and he said what i mean by that is all of a sudden the title became more important than the person with the title. Mm. So he said the senior vice president, it wasn't really important that, that that was Christopher Carter. All that mattered was they were the senior vice president. Well, we can go get it. We can get anybody to be an SVP. We exactly. can get it. So that's, that's what happened with the organization. And so when you start to look at all the mass exodus that they've had over the past couple of years, uh, starting last year when I first arrived in Las Vegas with Mark Bedane, the longtime president, then the interim mm-hmm. pre- president, Dan Vitrelli, he's gone. There was more people worried about their title than actually worried about doing their job. 
that is a key right there. And if he's able to identify that, obviously he knows how to fix and correct the problems moving forward. And that's what Sandra Douglas Morgan is hired to do. Well, I'm looking forward to see what she does with that organization. Before we go, we do want to talk about the last bit of news that I thought was really prevalent. And uh, that's that Roger Goodell has announced that the NFL will be ending its uh, DirecTV Sunday ticket pen, and it's going to be moving to a streaming platform, whether that be like a Disney, an Apple, an Amazon, one mm-hmm. of those major platforms that you got to pay money every month just to get Q. This is a shockwave, in my opinion, because uh, as as a as a as a guy who grew up in a football family, my dad coached it. All my uncles, my grandfather, everybody played it at some point, and we all talked about it on Sundays. You know, we have conference calls across. You know, if I'm if I'm not working, I'm on the conference call with my uncles, my dads, where we're facetiming each other while we're wa- while we're watching games and stuff. It all happened with Directv. That was the only way that we could all watch it on the same time. Mm-hmm. What does this do? For one, to me, this is like a death knell for. Takes for a Direct hit. Directv takes a huge hit, right? This this this, <laughs> uh, this is like this is twelve punches to the face right. and a knockout. Like this this may end Directv a, a, as we know it. But on top of that, what does this do for what we how we experience football and everything now? Because if this is on a streaming service now, yeah, like your average bar. That, that 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 whole football games, they're gonna need access to these streaming services. Right. You typically go there, everyone, every bar's got DirecTV because they know, hey, I gotta have the get the football game on, right. you know, today, or I gotta have this package on. This looks like it could shake the earth when it comes to how football is enjoyed and watched. And that to me, I'm still trying to wrap my brain around how much different football could look very soon. It is. It's gonna look very different. And you know, the one thing I liked about Sunday Ticket on DirecTV is I can have eight games on at one time if I really want to. You know, yep. I mean, I could split up the yep. screen multiple times, and sometimes I would do that. But uh, I, I do think it's a it's a game changer. I think it's going to be really weird. I think a lot of people are going to appreciate it because, uh, I mean, just like you, the only reason I had DirecTV at one point in my life was to have Sunday Ticket. I mean, that was the yep. only reason. And nothing else on, on DirecTV I really cared about. Uh, so I think that that's a big deal. And, you know, that's going to be a major hit to DirecTV. But I'm interested to see how these streaming services, how they work. You know, what, what's the what can you do? What can you not do? And how much is it going to cost you? You know, I mean, because that's the thing. You know, the NFL, the reason why salary caps go up uh, and, and this is 100 percent truth. Money no, goes up. Right. Exactly. Money goes up. Why? Streaming services. That goes up. Gambling. Everything goes on here in the desert. That's the reason why a lot of these uh, the, the salary cap goes up each and every year. So I'm interested to see how much a subscription to Amazon or Disney or whatever the case may be uh, is going to be. Once they acquire a Sunday ticket, because they know how 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 much NFL runs everything and how many fans are going to go and say, oh, now I didn't have Amazon. Now I'm going to go get Amazon. And oh, I have Amazon. Now I got to re up. And except for at the price I was paying, now it's going to be this price way up here. And I got to decide if I'm going to swallow that pill or not. And a lot of people are going to do it. I I, I mean, of course, I'm going to do it. Like as soon as this happens, we all are going to do it. I'm going to. Hey, Directv. Uh, right. Thanks for uh, all the time, but uh, bye. <laughs> you know, like, and, mm-hmm. and it's it's to the point where like that's that's going to happen. You know, but then you have to wonder, like, you know, uh, how does how do you know who who gets the games now? Because like, say Disney right. buys yeah. buys the Sunday the Sunday ticket. Disney owns ESPN. Yep. So Monday Night Football is like theirs already. So are, does Disney Plus get to show? You know CBS's broadcasts and NBC's Sunday Night Football and right. Fox's broadcasts and all. Like, how does that work? That is just it is just 
again, these are things that we we're just sort of thinking about. I'm going like, to throw it out there right now. I'm going to throw it out there right now, and I don't and look, I don't have any kind of idea. Obviously, no decisions are made on who's going to get it. I'm going to say that Amazon's going to get it. My gut feeling I tells bet. me Amazon's going to get that. it. Only because yeah. they have their Thursday night that they're already hooking up this year. They've already mm-hmm. put together a hell of a roster as far as talent. You know, uh, they, they have. They, you know what I mean? So I think that they're, they've been priming for this, and I think that they're going to be big-time players. So my gut feeling tells me that Amazon's going to be the ones to get this Sunday ticket. You, we'll and, see, and, but that's what I think. Ooh, that, that, I mean, they, like you said, they've been they've been taking talent away yep. from ESPN, NFL Network, yep. all these other places, and amassing them at, 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 on Amazon for on on camera talent and people that can do these types of things and paying them a I, lot of money, brother. And, <laughs> and, and they ain't just paying that money just for them to do a Thursday night football right. game. Facts. I, I agree with that entirely. I just I, I wonder how this is going to impact how contracts work because all my life, all all our lives, yeah, CBS for the for the AFC. Fox for the NFC, yep. and then like you know, NBC would get like you know Sunday Night Football, ESPN Monday Night Football, mm-hmm. or, you know they whatever the case yeah. on, on occasion. NFL Network would occasionally get a Thursday night game, mm-hmm. whatever. We could be looking at a situation where this could impact how television works, how cable companies work, how and, and force more people to say we don't need cable or satellite. Right. You know, I know a lot of a lot of people that they they don't pay for it, or the only reason they do pay for it is because of sports, and it's going to put me in that consideration. If I maybe I need to cut the cord and just say I'm going to be purely internet because you know, like I, I'll still want the ACC network because I'm a I'm a Pitt grad and I cover I I do I do some work on Pitt and things like that. So like. There'll be things like that, but how how long will it take for the Big Ten Network, the SEC Network, right, right. the ACC Network, all the NBA, the NBA TV? How long will it take for all of those services to say, "Hey, we're going to Amazon or Disney right. or Apple or Hulu or wh- whatever" for this to become the move and to further push away cable companies and direct TV and satellite and all that? Yeah, I mean, it may be you know 10, 15 years, but we may not have cable at all. Everything might be streamed. Yep. Right. Which probably would be better. <laughs> you know what I mean? To think about <laughs> it, it probably will be a better situation. But I mean, you know, baby steps now, but this is more than a baby step. This is a big move, you know, and the 2022 season will still be on Sunday ticket. But after that, man, it's going to be hell on wheels. You know, it's obviously it's going to be a bidding war. Uh, who, th- that's the thing. I mean, <laughs> Sunday ticket is not going to go to the guy who bid the less. It's going to go to whoever is willing to pay the most. And I think that's why I think it's going to be Amazon because they've been dishing out so much yep. money. So we'll see. We'll see when it's uh, announced. Uh, Roger Goodell said, it's going to be announced in the fall, so that's coming up pretty quick. So we'll, we'll find out something, and boy, oh, boy, when we do, it's going to be fireworks. And even though the 4th of July already passed, we're going to have some more fireworks. Certainly will be a lot of fireworks. Q, thanks so much for doing the show with me every week. It's always fun to have have you alongside to talk about the NFL and what's going on in the league. And also, really appreciate And this week and every week we get great insight from you. But this week, your your insight into Sandra Douglas Morgan and the Las Vegas Raiders and went into went higher. I thought that was fantastic. It was great to have you to sit alongside you and get to listen to you talk about that to our listeners. So thank you so much for doing that. Let people know they can find you, follow you, and get more of your great insight and your great work. Yeah, every once in a while I'm able to get a good one in. <laughs> every once in a while. So uh, check me out on Twitter, at your boy Q254. I put out links to all my shows that I do, whether it's radio, podcast, whatever the case may be. Uh, I'm always busy doing, like I said, my regular 9 to 5 as far as my regular radio show, uh, ESPN radio shows. I mean, I'm all over the place. So check me out, at your boy Q254 is my Twitter handle. How about you? 
You can check me out on Twitter at Carter Critiques. That's Twitter and Instagram. You can find me there. Um, you can read my work at SteelersNow.com. You can listen to my show or watch my show just like you do the same for 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 Q. For Locked On Steelers and Locked On Raiders, we run our own shows daily Monday through Friday, just like the Locked On NFL podcast. You can listen to if you're a Steelers fan or you want to know what's going on with the Steelers, check us out every day Monday through Friday. We got new stuff coming out all the time. Same thing with Q with Locked On Raiders, Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, YouTube, all the places where you get your podcast. Thanks so much again, Q. Thank you, listeners and viewers, for checking us out. We hope you have a great weekend. We'll be back on your screens and in your ears next Friday talking to you about what's going on in the NFL on the Locked On NFL Podcast.